Hello and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick and with me as always is my co-host, Glenn Miller. What's up? I'll just... Sitting here wondering if Kevin got on that SpaceX rocket that went up. Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah, he's not with us today, so <clears throat> I'll figure that's what he's doing. He just runs off to see if he can get on the next one. Yeah, he's going to do a uh, remote recording, remote broadcast. He's going to call us in. Yeah, from the moon. Hey, y'all, I'm going up. I'm going like Mach 400 right now. <laughs> he's going to come back with a report for us. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty funny. Well, also in the room today, we have Brandon Shields from the Jackson Post. How's it going? Yay. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> oh, he was feverishly over there writing something. He was. So. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be an article about us in the next. You have to talk here, Brandon. You can't just write. Shoot. Okay. I was, I was just hoping just like the banging of my fingers on the keyboard would have sufficed for this. Okay. Uh, we're excited to have you here because Brandon's been awesome to us uh, over the years with things when you were at the sun and we'll talk about that a little bit but right. in the musical and things like that you've come and done that and I've and covered a few fundraisers here too here in hope hall it's, yeah it's always a nice venue and and y'all's people always do a great job of putting some stuff on here whether it be the musical or or those events so yeah so we're glad to have you here you're like a a longtime friend of of Northside, and actually we were talking back in early march about getting you on the podcast and we had an opportunity to get you in here today and that was awesome so yeah. we're glad Glad you're here. I was glad to get y'all in the paper doing some actual ministry work in the, yeah. in, in the community here in North Jackson. <laughs> and it sounded like y'all made some friends up the road at Northside High School with the basketball we program. We did with basketball and they're good folks up there. We enjoy hanging out with them. We're glad to have been able to do that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun getting to do some of the stuff we do up and down this side of Highland. <laughs> so, well, let's just kind of dive into this, Brandon. How did you end up in Jackson, Tennessee, first off? Uh, my car died on the interstate right here. Now, uh, We've heard that's that most story. People, that's so most people's story. <laughs> I ran out of gas. <laughs> Couldn't go any further. You got a hotel room for the night? I think I'll just stay. <laughs> no. Um, so I grew up in Florence, Alabama, and went to the University of North Alabama, graduating with a communications degree in journalism. Worked at a couple of small papers in central Alabama, the first one between Birmingham and Auburn, and then the second one north of Birmingham, about halfway between Birmingham and Huntsville, Coleman, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Most people usually are familiar with that around here. Is that's where you get on 65 when you're headed toward the <laughs> yep. beach. Uh, while I was there, heard about a job opening for sports editor at The Sun in 2007. Applied for it, and about five months later, was finally hired for it, and uh, moved up here in March of 08. Been here ever since. Wow. So... You did. You came out on sports first. I'd kind of forgotten about that because you've kind of worked your way up pretty quickly. And I was in sports for a decade. It's kind of hard to forget, Lynn. (laughs) Well, yeah. Has my news work been that impactful for you? Well, it might have been one of the first times I met you is when I was coaching at South Gibson in volleyball or something. You may have come out. That is where I remember your name from. Yeah, yeah. uh, South Gibson. Okay. So back in the day. Well, good. Were you the first coach there? I was part of the second group that was there. Okay. Yeah, the first one wasn't there very long. And then I came in with Brandy Reagan and stayed with Hope. I uh, just forgot Hope's last name, but stayed there for Well, we're in Hope Hall. Years. We could say that's her name. Yeah, <laughs> Hope Hall. That was it. So, I forgot her name. That's really bad. Oh, Owens. Owens. She just Owens. had a baby. She just had a baby. <laughs> so I was just like, ah. And I saw uh, Coach Reagan the other day down at a, the Roger Clements event down oh, yeah. south. And so it was good to... The volleyball community is a pretty tight-knit community in West Tennessee. You know, it is, and it's growing. It uh, is growing. My friend Michael Odom, he kind of yep, took over Michael the volleyball did. coverage at the Sun 
I kind of started and kind of showed him how to do it. And he's like, oh, I know how to, I can do this better than you. So he kind of did it. <laughs> and then he comes back. He's like, we had had somebody leave and it was, it was time for him to kind of be the full-time sports writer for us. And I said, uh, all right, well, you know, you've been covering volleyball. You've been doing a great job. We got to transition you over to football. And he's like, I don't want to leave volleyball. I have a follow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> he repeated and I said, all right, well, I'll do football. You stay with volleyball then. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, he's told me about it. He's like, I mean, just the tight, the tight knitness. Mm-hmm. Did I just yeah. make up a word? Sure. Okay. We'll cool. go with it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Add that to your vocabulary of everyone, not just like in the private schools, but public schools mm-hmm. and, and, uh, just cause they all love volleyball and, mm-hmm. The people at Union who play it, too, are, mm-hmm. play a big part in that as well. Yeah, they do. It's a neat little community just kind of within the West Tennessee area. So you did sports at the Sun and transitioned over to a lot of other things, which brought you to doing the musical writings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, then one day, the Sun just doesn't exist anymore, really. It still like it used to. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> all right. So I want to try to make this as brief as possible. So I got here in 08, in March of 08, and then about six months after that, they had this thing called a recession. Oh, yeah. Not sure if y'all have heard that term yet. Yeah, I've um, heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing about a recession is that if you're a corporation that wants to cut your cost, you can use that as an excuse to cut every cost possible. Mm-hmm. And you can still use that as an excuse 10 years later after the recession has long been gone. <laughs> and that's what the corporation that owns uh, the Sun, Gannett, has long been doing. And... Um, there have been a couple of mergers with other companies, and usually when that happens, they use that as an excuse to cut more staff and, and stuff. And when I got here in 08, I walked into a newsroom of about 42 people. Mm. Last summer when I left, I left a newsroom of six. Oh, wow. And then since then, they have four people have left, and they have not filled any of those positions. Mm-hmm. So they're down to one reporter, one photographer, and... I guess they're kind of fine with doing that to cover all of rural West Tennessee with. And I don't uh, want that job. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, like, I, I wouldn't want to cover downtown. Like, can with you that imagine staff, you know having to cover everything and you're the only photographer? <laughs> well, and 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 I haven't met the photographer yet, but the young lady Sarah, Sarah Best is her name. Fresh out of uh, college, from my understanding, from California, moved here. And they thought, well, we did that a couple of years ago with one of my former writers, Cassie mm-hmm. Stevenson, who is now in Nashville, who's doing a banging job covering the Nashville Metro Council. Well, Cassie did so well, you know, we figured we could do the same thing with Sarah. Cassie had an editor and a team around mm-hmm. her and stuff. And Sarah, she's... And I don't want to spend too much time talking about my former employer, but my replacement, they just said... We're going to take the editor in Columbia, and she's going to be the editor of Jackson, too. And we'll, we'll let her do that. But it's hard to be an editor of a paper that's 100 miles away from you. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, let's try, so. to, let's try to see you work with a youth group 100 miles away from you. Yeah, you know, that's, you know that, that got to be the popular thing during COVID was um, <laughs> people that would be, have trainers and stuff online. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think if you want a trainer or anything, some things just have to be done in person, I think. Yes. And I would think the news is one of those. <laughs> because how do you know if it's news if you're not there to say it's news well and how do you know i mean you can't cover a a city council or a county commission meeting if you're not there i mean you can go on what people tell you was said yeah but then how reliable is that you know (laughs) since i've been doing it for five years i know who i can trust and who i can't Mm. but at the same time if i'm going to talk to it like if you two are county commissioners and i know that you lean one way and i know you lean the other yeah 
I'm going to get what happened from you. But before I write anything, I want to get perspective from you too mm-hmm. so that I can... But even then, you're just like, okay, what's going to fall through the cracks of my mind here? So you mean in the news business, the news industry, in journalism, you actually talk to more than just one person and just go by what they said? Sometimes. Breaking news right here. <laughs> Breaking news right here at North Side now. <laughs> yeah, most of the time we just make stuff up and yeah. say it. And people take it. They're well, like, that's oh, why some of our elected yes. officials yeah. do too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So uh, you're at the sun and uh, you get on to something different. And then you're like, I think I'll just bring out the old Jackson post. (laughs) How did the post come along, come about? How long do I have to answer that question? Well, you could, you know. Okay. All right. So the post is owned by Magic Valley Publishing, which is a company that owns a bunch of small papers, mainly throughout rural West Tennessee. They own a couple on the other side of the river, Wayne County News, Whatever the paper is in Waverly and another one in Linden. I hope in Waverly it's the wave. <laughs> the Waverly wave. That'd be cool. How many waves do they get in Waverly? <laughs> I was going to say after the flood a after couple years ago, yeah, that yeah, might like, be. That, oh, that's true. I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a little too soon, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Is it the Tribune? Oh, that's that's a good small That's town. a little more respectable. Yeah, yeah. that's a good small town. And, and I could be way off, too. <laughs> if anybody from Waverly or Magic Valley is listening to this, my apologies if I got that wrong. Their main two papers are the ones in Camden and Huntington. Mm. Huntington is where our press is. But they also own Henderson, Alamo, Tiptonville, Covington, Jackson, Dresden. Um, and then they own a few in the suburbs down in Shelby County. Bartlett, Collierville, and Millington. I know those three definitely. So um, the Jackson Post makes about the 15th paper for them. Cool. But actually, this whole story starts in July of 2021 Mm. when Daniel Richardson, who is the owner of Magic Valley Publishing, he reached out to me. The conversation started originally with they were looking at getting a new press, and about six months earlier, Gannett had moved our print operations from Jackson, Tennessee to Jackson, Mississippi. So the running joke I had was, well, we're still printing in Jackson, so y'all leave me alone. But that conversation kind of grew to, well, why don't we start a paper with, with you know bringing local coverage back that just covers Madison County? Mm. And we talked, and I came close to leaving the sun then. And uh, for multiple reasons, wound up staying. One, Probably one of the biggest reasons was I didn't know how good of a job I could do walking out of the sun on Friday afternoon and then walking in Monday morning mm. trying to compete with them, David, Goliath yeah. type yeah. situation. Yeah, I kind of think that God wanted me to do that then. Mm. And I said no, and I may be making this over-spiritualizing here. But I kind of think he said, okay, well, if you don't want to take the direct route, then we're going to do like I did with that group of Israelites for about four books of the Bible, and we're, you're going to roam around in Chester County yeah. for a few months, yeah. and then we'll bring you back, and we'll do this later on. And uh, so 2021 in July, turned it down. Fun fact, Michael Odom works for the Mile and Mirror Exchange now. Mm-hmm. If I had left when I had the offer then, Michael and I would have turned in our, our two-week notices on the same day. Oh, no sports whatsoever. <laughs> no institutional knowledge whatsoever <laughs> would have been left at that point. Um, I, I lasted until June of last year. In March, we had a, uh, um, a, a stable of columnists, mainly from mm-hmm. Union University, that submits opinion pieces. And uh, Todd Brady, 
who is uh, one of the, is he a vice president or a dean? I'm not real sure exactly what his title is. Yeah, but he's one of the big wigs mm-hmm. over, at, over at Union. And he wrote a column, and it was kind of related to the NCAA tournament. He was watching the NCAA tournament. There was a commercial from one of the big corporations. I want to say one of the car manufacturers, Toyota, but I also want to say Audi, one of those. Mm-hmm. Just kind of celebrating Title Nine. Yeah. And he said, it's just real curious that the NCAA and network television are going to air this commercial. But at the same time, we're celebrating women's sports. But at the same time, we're two weeks removed from celebrating a biological male winning a swimming national championship mm, mm-hmm. because he identifies as a female. And anybody who's listening, wherever you fall in that discussion, I'm sure you've got your reasons. I'm not, I'm not going to criticize that. I will say I agree with Todd that if we're going to start messing with how we're born, that's kind of getting into areas where we're kind of getting out of our lane. And But if you feel like that's what you need to do, congratulations on being in America. You've got that right. So I had this column ready to run. I had put it up online, and I had gotten it ready to run in Sunday print that following week. I had to have it in on Thursday, I think. Uh, well, then Thursday afternoon, I get a uh, a message from one of my people in another city saying, hey, um, I don't think you're going to be able to run this column. I was like, why not? Because it doesn't go against, or it goes against Gannett's reporting standards. Mm. I was like, what reporting standard are we going against here? And there was a push that had started a month or two earlier to not put as much hate speech on our op-ed pages, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. Sure. We, we should not put hate speech on our op-ed pages. But apparently, according to Gannett, if a person who identifies as transgender, according to Gannett, referring to that person as their former gender and their former name classifies as hate speech. Okay. Well, at that time, I said, and it's not even that I disagree with that. It's the fact that Gannett, who prides itself on being a national bastion of free speech, was going to silence a viewpoint that they disagreed with. Mm. I didn't care for that. Yeah. I mean, if you look in that issue of the post that you have laying on the table, there is a column on the op-ed page that disagrees with a column that I wrote a few weeks ago. Okay. So all views and opinions, as long as they're not hate speech, are welcome Mm -hmm. in the post on the op-ed page. So I got home from work that day, and I told my wife, it's time to find another job. And so we just kind of started praying about that. Mm. And less than a month later, actually, we're coming up on the year anniversary. In nine days will be the year anniversary of I went down to Henderson and had a meeting with Don and Jason Bramlett. I don't know if you know them. They own the Bramlett Group, which is a marketing firm mm-hmm. based in Henderson. And they said, uh, we need to bring somebody to kind of run our PR. I was like, okay, cool. I'll try to come up with somebody that I think would do a good job. And they're like, well, we think that needs to be you. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, let me think about that. And um, took about a week or so. And then I just felt God saying, you're praying to leave. Mm -hmm. Do I need to shape the clouds in a way that says, get out now? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I took that opportunity. But at the same time, it took about six months before I figured out PR is not what I was made to do. (laughs) And... uh, now, in that experience, I also grew to respect PR people a lot mm-hmm. more. Uh, I have told a lot of our marketing people here in town that, hey, for six months, I kind of dabbled in what you did. I don't consider myself an expert in what you do. 
I no longer have the opinions I used to have about what you do. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate you now. Yeah. And I appreciate the job you're trying to do. And any way that I can help you do that, please let me know. Yeah. After about six months, it was I was like, okay, this isn't for me. And I almost kind of felt bad for Jason and Dawn that they thought I could do the job and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel from Camden, who had nearly pulled me away from the sun a year earlier, uh, we were talking and new county commissioners had been elected and there were meetings going on and county commissioners were calling each other racist and and all this other stuff was going on and nobody was there covering it Mm -hmm. i mean bbj was there but they were getting their stories and then they were gone and they were missing the actual big stuff happening Mm -hmm. and when i found myself at my office sitting at my desk at bramlett group spending my lunch hour watching these commissioner meetings on youtube (laughs) (laughs) i said oh um Maybe Daniel and I need to have a talk. And Daniel's like, yeah, we need to bring local journalism back. He said, we've got a paper down in Henderson. I need to come down and visit. Let's meet for lunch. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk it out. And let's, let's see what we can come up with. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, I uh, was able to work it out. And in early November, announced what was going on. And uh, the week of Thanksgiving, we had our first print edition of the Jackson Post. And it was me by myself for about a month and a half. Then in January, I was joined by a person a lot of people around here know, Julia Ewalt, yeah. who was at WBBJ for about four years, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of people woke up to her in the morning as yep. she was one of the morning anchors for a couple of years. And uh, she's she's covering the city and, and doing a lot of the social gathering coverage type stuff. I'm doing most of the education, county, and sports. So yeah, we're... Uh, we're we're trying to rock and roll right now yeah i was going to mention that you had brought julia is now part of the team and probably one of the best well-known and one of the best young reporters that bbj has ever had come through its ranks over the years she's she's a she's a superstar (laughs) she definitely is and she's from savannah so so it's not like she came in from up north or out west or anything like that she knows the area she went to ut martin for college and when she was here all right, so how do I say this without getting too blunt? <laughs> well, I mean, just like in any business, yeah, there are people that you get along with, and there are people that are difficult to get along mm-hmm. with. Sure. And there are people that are good at their work, and there are people that struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, Julia checked the boxes of she's good, and she's easy to get along with. Yeah, yeah. And she and I were actually talking before Daniel and I were talking about, okay, we got, we got to bring journalism back somehow. Mm-hmm. So when we were able to bring her on, I was like, yes, thank you, God. This is going to be big for us because she's great at what she does. She's going to bring immediate credibility. And sure enough, she's she's been able to do that. One of the big things I've heard since the post is here is that we've got someone doing local sports again. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That is a very important thing to West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But what are your other big parts? You talked about county commission, education, city council. What's going on with all that? Right. Is it like keeping up with Aunt Mary Nail's recipes? You know, because I say so often, small town newspapers. They kind of that's usually what what's in. Yeah, yeah, and. I'm not against that. Yeah. That's not in there yet. Yeah. But Julie and I have talked about, we're hoping to kind of reach out, particularly to the communities like Denmark, mm. Huntersville, yeah. uh, Beach Bluff, Three Way, Meaden, Melissa's, about getting somebody that is willing to kind of sit down. You don't even have to do it every week. Mm-hmm. Maybe do it on a monthly basis and be like, hey, yeah, Johnny married Sally uh, last week. They had about 500 people at their wedding. It was a nice party. A few people got in trouble after the party, after <laughs> party or whatever, you know, and a, a fun time was had by all, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not against that. We don't have it in there yet, but I'm hoping that we do get to the point where we do have it in there. So anybody who's listening to this who is 
who just has some time on their hands that would be willing to kind of be like, hey, I'm living out here in Brown's Church, and there's a lot of stuff going on here that everybody's missing for, for whatever reason. My email is brandon at Jackson Post News. <laughs> so feel free to send me something, and, and I'll see if I can put it in there. Yeah, I live out in Brown's Church area, and the trolley wasn't working the other day. Believe me, it was news. <laughs> Do y'all have a trolley? See? No. Oh, <laughs> I was about to head out there and do that story. <laughs> well, I guess my real question is, are there comic strips in here yet? <laughs> are there comics? We got puzzles. Okay. Oh, puzzles. Hey, they, I'm, I'm a fan of some crosswords. Like yes. Sudoku. Sudoku, yeah. I, I think there's Sudokus. There's definitely crosswords. Those weren't in the first edition. And when I spoke at a couple of, like I spoke at Exchange Club and one of the Rotaries, and one thing that I heard, Brain, you got to have obits and you got to have crosswords. And we were already planning on obits, the obituaries. But I went back and told Daniel, hey, we got some people who are uh, who would like some crosswords. Daniel's like, well, I wouldn't really want to put crosswords in there. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it sounds like we need to have crosswords. And sure <laughs> enough, in the second, third week, we got crosswords in there. And that's been about as big of a hit as the obituaries. I, I don't know. We may have to start a push for, you know, Family Circle and uh, yeah, the family Hagar circus. the Horrible and... <laughs> Andy Is Beetle Cap. Bailey still out there? Beetle Bailey. Probably. <laughs> Far Side, the Peanuts. I mean, classic Peanuts, yeah. We get some classic Calvin and Hobbes going on. I'm all for it. So we, We've got to start a push for that. we got to have some comic strips. That Blondie. Blondie. Yeah. 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 BC. Oh, yeah. Dick Tracy. I mean, that was some good stuff. I, that's what, a, you know, Sunday paper, you'd, you read the comics because they were in color, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because the rest of the time they were, they were black and white, and then they got into color on Sunday. So... <laughs> So, in the world of social media and electronic media and Snapchat and pictures taken and the whole nine yards, just boom, boom, boom. You know, I'm sure people were talking, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You're doing a paper? Mm-hmm. What in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Brandon, you lost it? Because I'll tell you, I'm a subscriber now, right. I'll be honest. And, and I just uh, started. $50 a year, by the way. Yeah, that's what it was. Patrick asked me. And I, said, I don't remember. It wasn't that much. <laughs> but it feels good to have a paper. It came in the mail the day, and I grabbed it from the girls. I was like, don't. That's mine. Get away. <laughs> so, uh, but it feels good to have a paper again. And I know, I know I'm old, but you know, I might need to start a fire later afterwards, you know? Yeah. Or if you run out of trash bags. Yeah. The dog. Line your hamster cage. Line my it, hamster you know? cage. I think you forget how much, how many different uses there was for the paper after you read it. You know, if there's a big spider, you can swat like it. it you yeah. Know? Well, I will say, like, if I were to walk into your house and there's a hamster cage and I see my byline at the bottom of that <laughs> hamster cage, or if I see. My byline, and right under it, there's a squash spider. <laughs> That's just God's way of keeping my ego, keeping me humble. <laughs> so, where's the room for written, old-fashioned, even though it's not old-fashioned, it's a very modern-looking newspaper? Well, and, and that's one thing that I think my former employer really failed in is they didn't take into account, and I'm not saying that West Tennessee is different from the rest of the world, but there is still a desire, not just in Madison County, but at least from Memphis to the river. I almost said the Mississippi River. That's a small area. Uh, to the Tennessee River. And it may be a certain generation, but they still want to pick up that grouping of folded up papers, about 16 or 32 pages, 16 pages of it. And they want to open it up and they mm. want to look up and down and read it and see photos and see advertisements and see obituaries and see all this stuff. And, and we'd be crazy to think that no one is interested in online journalism. 
if somebody's going to tell me that, I'm going to be like, dude, it's 2023. Get back in your time machine. Yeah. Go home to the 50s. Because y'all have a great webpage, too. I mean, your yeah. page is good. And-, and, and We're still trying to figure out. And, I mean, we're five months into this, and I was kind of hoping by month six we would have it figured out. But it's like the website is free. Mm-hmm. And if I have my way, it will always be free because I hated it when the sun went to a pay model because we're going to put the same news on jacksonsun.com as WBBJ or 101.5 is going to put on their websites. Mm-hmm. Now, I like to think ours is better. Yeah. But John Doe reader out there, if he wants to read a story about the basketball game between Northside and Southside at Lane or what happened at County Commission, and he thinks he can get it on BBJ or 101.5's website and get it for free, I'm John Doe. I'm going to go and get that without really realizing what I'm missing in the quality of what I would have gotten on the on, on the sun. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want our website to be free, but at the same time, if when you subscribed, the $50 that you paid for went to that thing coming to your mailbox yeah. through the mail once a week. So I've got to protect the fact that you paid that $50. There's got to be some value in that for you. I don't need to be putting what's going to be in here on Thursday, or at least not everything, mm-hmm. up online on Monday or Tuesday. That's really a balancing act that we're trying to figure out that, okay, this story on Tuesday, the, the week that we're recording this, mm-hmm. we just had the announcement of 6K coming to Jackson, bringing its uh, oh, uh, wow. the third largest investment in Madison County in the 201-year history of this of this county. Bring in, I think, 200 jobs. They build EV batteries. Okay. So they're not directly connected to Blue Oval City, but they're here because of Blue Oval City. Sure. It's going to be the first time this kind of technology for building batteries is going to be used outside of China. Oh, wow. And this technology is coming to Jackson. So, Julie and I had to discuss, okay, this announcement was made Tuesday afternoon. Do we wait till Thursday? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah. So, what do we wait for Thursday? Tuesday night is kind of like our deadline to have all of our content in. So, I just said, for this specific story, we'll just run whatever you write. Go ahead and put it online. And that's in this week's printed edition. Hopefully, you'll get this week's in, in the mail today or Tuesday. Um <laughs> But if, say, that had been announced on Monday, we would have gone ahead and put the story up. But what would have run on Thursday in print would have been what we would call a sidebar yeah. or a follow-up that gives more detail or that gives some kind of different angle to it. That is still, if John Doe's grandmother does not want to use a smartphone or doesn't want to use a computer to look at the um, uh, to get her news... She can still find out what's going on from reading the story, but it's going to be different than what John would have read Monday mm-hmm. afternoon Sure, when he saw the story come across his Facebook or Twitter feed. Yeah. And I know with Julia, because we talk about this a lot, you know, generational stuff and Julia is active on, you know, social world and social media and all that stuff. And I've seen her post a few things already and stuff. And I think you're going to capture a lot of people from my age down that's going to really hit both. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to kind of do both. Have you, do you have the demographics yet? Do you know, are there young people getting the hard copy paper? Have, they, have you noticed a, a subscription base from, from young people? I can tell you this, and this, this was very encouraging. So we had our first print edition go out the week of Thanksgiving. I was holding the first few bundles of the paper on the night before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday night. And um, I had already told a few people like the lady who was featured in in the first edition, a very sweet 80-year-old woman who met her sister. She was adopted, so she met her biological sister and brother. Mm -hmm. I got to do a profile about that. First time that she had met him, 
and she's in her 80s. So I was going to take her a copy of it. And my pastor, I go to Inglewood, mm-hmm. and Adam Dooley, our pastor, he writes a weekly column, which, mm-hmm. by the way, anybody here on staff at Northside, y'all have an open invitation to submit anything for our religion page. Mm-hmm. I think we call it faith page. Anyways, um, I was taking him a copy, and so I just got on my Facebook, and I said, hey, y'all, I'm about to ask a dangerous question. I've got like 400 copies of the post here. Who wants one? I said, DM me your address, and I'll get a route together, and and I'll get them to you. That was about 6 o'clock on the night before Thanksgiving, and I said, I'm going to stop. Y'all have got 45 minutes. I'm going to go to Green Frog. I'm going to get me a snack, and and I'll put together a route as addresses are coming in. And then at 7 o'clock, I'm heading out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got home at 3 o'clock Thursday morning. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then... I still had to go back out on Black Friday. Oh wow! <laughs> and and take about take a few more. I think all in all, I think it was about close to sixty that I delivered Wednesday night and and, and Friday, and a lot of them were my age or younger. Mm-hmm. Like I figured it'd be a lot of the my age and older. Yeah, but there were a lot of younger people who were interested in it. And when I say younger, outside of Julia, I don't know if there was anybody in their twenties that I took them to, but there was a bunch of people in their thirties. Mm-hmm. So that was encouraging. Well, I will say as someone in my 30s, there is something appealing about the hard copy there. I mean, like you said, there's so much out there right now. And we've had this conversation on the mm-hmm. podcast before about <clears throat> content curation. Yeah, yeah, a lot of this stuff may be out there, not in this form, but you'd have to go searching for it. And yeah. with it all right there, and you know, it's right at your fingertips. It saves me the step from having to go and like search out all this information because it's, it's right there. Right, yeah. yeah. If what you're wanting is a Madison County, mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. that's where you need to go. I mean, she, uh, Sarah, who works at the Sun now, I've told her, and I've even done this a couple of times. If I get any tips, because I've still got contacts around West Tennessee, and they're outside the county, you're going to be one of my first calls. Yeah. And I have sent it to her. And there have been a few times I was like, now anything in this county, I'm going to kick your tail. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you're right, Patrick, You know, because I'm all over internet, social media, stuff like that all the time as well. But there's something about... Being able to read that at my own pace and kind of look at it that way and make up my own mind instead of being told. I guess, you know, everybody kind of gets a little side eye to anybody that's in the news world right now. Of Like, I guess it's always been that way, really, of are you really telling me the whole story or is right. there more to it? You know, so I think when you read the paper like this, you kind of get an opportunity to kind of decide that for yourself without mm-hmm. having to be, you know, I'm going to buy this line or that line, you know, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just feel like it's a good way to just, you know, here are the facts. It's white and black. And plus it's a little more applicable to us here because it is local. Local, yeah. You know, it's like a lot of times I get on, you know, if I get on social media or something, I'm seeing stuff that's happening, you know, in LA or over in France or, you know, it's like all over the world and there's nothing really that I can do about it or that really applies, you know, to me, but it it gets you all stirred up. Yeah. And so... You know, having something here that is, oh, this stuff affects me, and it's like, this is things that I can get involved in, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It is more applicable to us Mm -hmm. here because it's local, so. Well, and anything that happens that we decide to report on that's outside Madison County, Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure that there's some kind of Madison County connection before we decide to report on it. Uh, Like, uh, well, I mean, it's been an eventful last couple of weeks in Nashville, mm-hmm. starting with the tragedy at Covenant School and then everything that happened and the reaction at the state house. Mm-hmm. Well, that's worth reporting. But the Jackson Post staff is only two people, and both of us, Julia lives in downtown Jackson. I live in Medina. Neither of us are going to be going to the state house anytime soon. But once everything kind of calmed down, 
I gave Chris Todd and uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Shaw, the state reps for Madison County, gave them a call. And I think the story pertaining to that is in that edition. And with Mr. Shaw being a, a Democrat and Mr. Todd being a Republican, I'm getting the balance. It, it's not an echo chamber. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a good balanced story. And and I'm I hope that anyone who reads a news article, I mean, we've got an op-ed page, but with the exception of that op-ed page and one sports column that I write every week. I hope that every story that you read in there that has my or Julia's byline on it is just straight news. This is what happened. This is what the people involved said about it. This is what people who reacted said about it. This is the results and the aftermath. There you go. Yeah, Patrick, you ever written anything into the I haven't, paper, but, but I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> I think you should. I was in the uh, news business once. Oh, were you? Really? Yeah. I uh, helped a friend deliver papers when we were in high school. Oh. <laughs> so traditional. It wasn't the bicycle thing. It was the back of his mama's station wagon. Yep. We'd sit on the tailgate. It would drop down, and we would literally throw the papers off both sides when we were kids. And it was a local paper just like this, the, the Herald Banner from Greenville, Texas. And we would just... <laughs> It was, and we do that, you know, three o'clock in the morning yeah. thing, and a bunch of high school boys. And my friend who had the job, he'd pay us a little extra. Of course, we were there just to see if we could get the paper in the basketball hoop <laughs> at certain people's houses <laughs> or how close we had contests. How close can I get it to the garage or to the front step? Or, you know, it was kind of funny because we were, oh, this little old lady. So we would really get it right on the door, you know? Oh, yeah. Without trying to hit the door, without waking up the whole world. But when I first moved to Jackson, I wrote a fitness article when I was at the YMCA as the fitness director. Can't remember the name of that little paper. Bob Nickel had a little paper, and uh, it was small. And so I wrote a fitness article for him back in the day. And that was it. That's my news life <laughs> right there. But uh, I was good friends with Ray Sasser from the Dallas Morning News, who was the outdoor writer for years and years and yeah. years. And he passed away a few years ago. and. Got to go down and see the Dallas Morning News run one time. Wow. I mean, it's, and I've been in the Jackson Sun here, and, and I had an uncle, a great uncle that was in the paper business. And it's just a neat thing to see. I don't know why it's such a cool thing to see a paper be created, but it is. It's a cool thing. So now, where did you come up with the post? Is the post something brand new, or was, was the Jackson Sun the only Jackson newspaper, or was, was there a way do you like the history of Jackson? Do you know of the newspaper history like way back in the day? I'll be honest with you. I'm just now learning about a lot of that history. And I found a really cool page on Facebook. I forgot the name of it, but it's like Madison County history. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And every day, one of the first posts that'll pop up, probably they've got it scheduled for five o'clock every morning. It will be like, Oh, today is April 20th. Well, on April 20th, 1868, the Jackson Whig, which was the paper then, had a story about three soldiers from Jackson for the Confederacy got killed in Shiloh or something like that. Yeah. And then in 1923, the Roaring 20s were happening in Jackson and somebody got shot at a party or something. And oh, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. The ones that I find are really interesting are the ones later, like 1960s, 70s, 80s, where it's like, it just said the Jackson Sun had a picture of Eagle Scouts who had just completed their projects. And the Eagle Scouts who were honored were so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Well, one of the Eagle Scouts who was honored was a young man by the name of Mike Winslow. Hmm. Mike Winslow is the director of risk management for Madison County now. Yeah. So depending on what it is, if you get to like within 50, 60 years, 30, 40 years, whatever, you start to see where people start to like are growing up and kind of growing into their own and kind of becoming local leaders or local celebrities Mm -hmm. or or you hear about businesses or you hear about entities and it's like oh 
okay, so that's when the hospital started. That's yeah. that's yeah. when they added this wing or whatever. And so that's the interesting part about that page to me. But oh. anyways, to answer your question, <laughs> yes, there were other papers. <laughs> I mentioned the wig. <laughs> yeah. If you go on that page, you see um, the Jackson wig. The wig. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I want to say in the early days, there was like the Jackson Democrat. Mm. Julia had done some research on it. She was telling me about this when we were talking back in the fall before the post started. That apparently the sun's been around for like 160, almost 170 years. With the exception of the sun, we've got crime scene news that's been around for at least 15 years. It's been around as long as I've been here. Uh, I'm guessing it's been around for 20 or 30 years with uh, Bill Marable. But there has been a long line in the 201-year history of Jackson where, like, a paper will be here and be here for a couple of years, and then then whatever reason it goes under or folds or whatever, or it's bought by somebody else or merges. I mean, the sun, and I forget what papers they were, but the sun started as a merger of two smaller papers. Okay. And it started before the Civil War, like 1854. Oh, wow. I think. So we are reaching the 170th anniversary of that. But, I mean, even since the sun's been around and even when it was at its peak in, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there were still kind of smaller papers trying Mm -hmm. to come in and and compete with it. So hopefully the one I'm with will last longer than a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad you didn't name it the Daily Planet or something like that. The the Daily Jacksonian or something. (laughs) Well, funny story about that. My Twitter handle is JS Editor Brandon. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Gannett got everybody who was uh, with them uh, the blue check mark at Twitter, which I think may be going away today. I think our good buddy Elon Musk has said <laughs> all the legacy blue check marks are about to go away. Well, when we started the post, I was hoping to talk Daniel into saying, let's call it something that starts with an S, like the Jackson Standard, the Jackson. <laughs> let's keep your Twitter. So that my Twitter handle is still, there's not that weirdness there yeah yeah um before i could even have that conversation he had already decided on the jackson post i was like all right cool Cool. that's fine and then my wife's like so are you gonna change your twitter handle I'm like, no i'm not losing that blue check mark but (laughs) if i get home today or if i log on later and i see that blue check mark is gone i'm changing my twitter handle there you go (laughs) so you mentioned a little bit about god earlier and you've done the news you've seen the news there's no telling what all in your career you've really covered Mm -hmm. and and wrote about and You've seen just a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So how be it in the news world, in writing and, and looking at all this, how has that affected or challenged or just enhanced whatever path you want to take here, mm-hmm. your your walk with Christ? You didn't tell me we were going to talk about God. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> On this church podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, we like to ask these Inglewood people these questions to see, see if they've been doing their homework. Do you really believe in Jesus over yeah. there? Yeah. We, on Highland, on the other side of the bridge, yeah. we got to see if everything's going <laughs> yeah. Does God really go to that other side? No. Well, uh, I, he, he's a little bit further down at uh, Chick-fil-A, but... No, <laughs> so now he, we're just kind of caught in the overlap. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so the effect of... My job on my faith or vice versa? Both. Okay. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you're trying to do true journalism that is dedicated to truth and fairness and honesty and transparency and accountability to a point, God, God's on record in his word that he's, he's a big supporter of all that stuff, too. Yeah. I think he's got a commandment about truth. Yeah. Isn't that one of the big ten? I think so. I had somebody try to tell me that there's no commandment about not lying. 
Really? What do you think bearing false witness means? (laughs) (laughs) There's that natural one. I try to do as much fun stuff as I can in coverage. And I try to have as much fun as I can in covering, particularly if I'm covering boring stuff. Mm. That's why anyone who follows me on social media is familiar with what I call county commission bingo. Because (laughs) that started when I was covering school board. And I was going from covering football and basketball. Mm. And I loved to just sit and watch for hours. Spend my whole weekend watching and just totally neglect my wife and kids to watch it. <laughs> well, no one wants to neglect their wife and kids to watch a school board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to come up with a way to enjoy it and kind of make sure that I stay engaged. I'm like, I've been covering these these things for a few, about six months now. I kind of know the tendencies. So I'm going to make a bingo board. <laughs> and I did it for a couple of months and didn't post it. That was just for me, just for my own enjoyment. And somebody was sitting next to me like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, it's school board bingo. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I told him, he's like, you need to put that on your Facebook. I'm like, really? He's like, yes, that's hilarious. And I'm like, okay. And I put it up there and, you know, stupid squares like, these two school board members will have an argument, you mm-hmm. know, or this person will bring up a conversation that has absolutely nothing to do with anything they're, they're discussing tonight. So I try to have fun with what yeah, I do. Yeah. But there are some stories that are just not fun. Yeah. It's going to be ones that may threaten a connection that I have in the community, mm-hmm. whether it's a professional connection, even a personal connection. I mean, I feel like I really have two guys here in Madison County that I could feel like I could call a best friend. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Cummings, who works for Mayor Conger, yeah, yeah. and Greg Hammond, who works for yeah. the school system. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with both of those guys in and outside of work. And every now and then, when we've got to do a story that, that <laughs> City Hall's not going to like, yeah, yeah, or if I'm going to do a story that the central office isn't going to like, then there's kind of that tension there and, and that question of, okay, how is this going to affect this personal relationship? Mm-hmm. Because in a way, that could affect their job depending sure. on what the story is. Sure. So in saying that, I don't do stories like that without some kind of prayerful thought into, okay, God help me out as I'm sitting down writing this because mm-hmm. this could affect people. This could have a greater effect than just simply me putting this out there and just people reacting and being mad for a day or a week. Yeah. And so just guide my fingers, guide my words. Please help me discern what needs to be said, what doesn't need to be said. One, do I always say that prayer? Mm. No, I don't. Because sometimes you just get started in the work and you just got the tunnel vision. And I'm not perfect at it. Sure. There have been some times where I should have put more thought into how I worded something mm-hmm. or or just my methods of going about getting the information. Um, either I was too aggressive or I should have done more or whatever. But there's also that moment where it's like, okay, this is a story. Am I going to hit the publish button? Mm-hmm. And am I going to hit the share button on Facebook? Yes, I am. All right. God help me. Boom. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And, um, in situations like that, it's like, this is a small lesson in being sure to trust God. Mm-hmm. Or I'm about to learn a lesson and I failed at this. I need to do better next time by avoiding whatever it was I failed to do here. And then also just when we started the faith page, I was really glad that Adam wanted to do mm-hmm. a, a weekly column. Sky McCracken at First United Methodist. He'll send one about every month or so. Mm-hmm. 
those are my two most regular ones. I've got, I've had a few from here and there, but I've always said that even if I don't have anybody sending anything from any church, I'm going to do my best that at some point between that front cover and the back cover of the, of the B section, Jesus is going to be mentioned somehow. Mm-hmm. And maybe something as simple as thank God we were able to win that game. Yeah. But the name of Jesus or, or the name of God is going to be somewhere appropriately yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my paper just to just to make sure that, that that influence remains in there. Cool. Well, you can check out the Jackson Post online at jacksonpost.news. And uh, $50 a year, you can get it coming to your box at home. Hopefully, it'll grow and you can get some people out there in their mom's station wagons throwing things out. <laughs> Do they even make station wagons anymore? No. I don't think so. Um, There's still a bunch out there. Yeah, buy one just to do that. That'd be cool. We are hoping to expand to more than once a week. Good. So some mom may be out there two or three mornings a week. Cool. I would hope it wouldn't be early morning. I I mean, if we're not daily, I don't see a need Need for us to to be in the morning. Yeah. That's I always felt bad about that for our well at every paper I was at I felt bad about oh people are coming in as soon as I get done doing my job to go mess up their cars driving around <laughs> for the next four or five hours but I don't know it sure was a lot of fun when I was a kid <laughs> but thanks for coming in Brandon again thanks for a good me. friend of Northside and um, we look forward to um, checking out the post uh, continually what's going on in uh, Madison County and who knows you might even see uh, some Northside now op eds from Patrick you might. That'd be fun. We'll send it. Thanks for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, now I feel like I need to uh, subscribe to a paper. Yes, I did because I figured you would be writing articles soon. Uh, Yeah, you know, now that I know I have that outlet, it's probably going to (laughs) happen. It it is nice to have a local paper from local people. I think so. I really do. That's a good thing, and it's nice to be able to call and say, hey, we have this event going on at the church, and Brandon Mm -hmm. going, hey, I'd love to come cover it and And like you were saying off the air just a minute ago like i feel like this can really be a good community builder yeah 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 definitely and there's tough news you got to report in our community and there's great news you know like the 6k thing yeah i'd seen that flash through somewhere i didn't realize what it was Mm -hmm. and yeah that's a game changer yeah for real (laughs) so because i was wondering like you said even though it's not a blue oval thing hardcore it's yeah one of those coattail things or something Mm -hmm. it's a residual bonus to having that around yeah and like he was saying it's like the first time this technology has been outside of china and like it's coming to jackson like and we learned all about that during covid yeah supply chain issues i'm I'm totally cool with bringing manufacturing back to come on states back to the good old us of a so yeah exciting you know i do like having local sports because you know 90 percent of us are more don't ever get to go to titans games or cardinals games or stuff like that you know or it's a really special thing yeah so we go and we see our kids and our kids friends and our friends kids and all that stuff the kids at our church and we see them do their thing and that's so they deserve to be covered and say hey you know my uh 98 year old grandmother still lays in bed and watches local sports and that's what she's done for the last long time so it's important to a lot of people so what was your favorite superhero associated with a newspaper it's got to be superman right that's like the obvious one yeah but (laughs) peter parker peter parker's good yeah daily bugle i think Mm -hmm. those are the only two i'm sure there's more spider-man probably i've read more spider-man comics but yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think for me it's Superman, but Spider-Man is Spider-Man. a close second. Spider-Man's my guy. I like Spider-Man a lot. But when it comes to the paper, like J. Jonah Jameson always steals the show for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, newspaper, like I said, when we were talking a while ago, is I remember going and seeing the Dallas Morning News, and maybe even Times Herald back then. I was pretty sure it was the Morning News. Man, the machines that used to run the paper, I know that everything's yeah. gotten smaller now. Those are huge <laughs> machines, and that is just a cool thing to see. Yeah, part of me would love to go see this, uh, where these papers are printed in Huntington. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's nice to have a paper. So if you've uh, got the post coming to your house, or you're, we didn't ask him if you could pick it up in places. I bet you can. I bet you can. What are, do they have the front little, of this says two dollars, so I'm assuming you could pick that up somewhere for two dollars. So, do they have like the little machines like they used to have? We put the quarters in, and I don't know. That was I'll always love those. And did you ever growing up see somebody like open the machine and get two papers out? Oh yeah, uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> and there was no cameras, no nothing. No, of course not. It was an honor system. It's just um, <laughs> and some people failed. Some people failed. So the litmus test. All right, so the Jackson Post, it's nice to have Brandon in, and uh, he loves to visit, and so <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good, good, good day. My goodness, what else is going on? I'm, we I'm got here. a few things that uh, didn't quite make it into this edition of the Jackson Post, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe we can get them in there next time. Yeah. This Saturday, coming up, April 29th at 10 a.m., we're going to have a tech training day. We're calling it Wired for Worship. Wired for Worship. Yeah. If you're interested in coming and learning more about how and why we do what we do with the technical arts here at the church, if you would, go to the events page on our website or on the app and just like RSVP and let so I can get kind of approximate head count of how many people are coming. I can't come. So yeah, I'm still bummed. I'm already got well, was already committed that day to yeah. something else, but I'm sorry. I know everybody spread the word. You know, come on out. It'll be a good time. Yeah, that'll be good. Next Sunday, May seventh, we will start our new Sunday schedule, which is nine o'clock in the sanctuary, ten o'clock Sunday school, and then eleven o'clock in Hope Hall. That's also graduation Sunday. So there's going to be a breakfast in the gym for some of the graduates before everything starts. And then the graduates will have tables in the hallway where you can stop by and say hi to them and visit. Yeah, a short video during one of the, the both services. Both services, yeah. And then later on that evening, because, you know, that's not enough for one day, we're having our potluck. Potluck and games. Potluck. Five o'clock. So potluck. We were originally going to try to do it all in the gym, but I think it's going to spread over into Hope Hall and outside and just everywhere. Yeah, because we're going to have some games and we're going to have some fun, fun things happening there. And <laughs> I tried to talk everybody into uh, bringing Nerf guns and having a giant yes. church-wide Nerf war. That but would be fun. But I, uh, I, I had that idea shot down. So yeah, maybe another time. Another time. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good day, and we're just pray for good weather. And maybe we can do some of it outside as well. But yeah, I'm excited about hope, that. Hopefully, you're building your potluck dish as we speak. Yes. Do you have any uh, any new tips for how to have a successful potluck? Well, my biggest thing is just keep it casual. Is one of the things I've been reading here lately. Is uh, you know don't don't get too crazy with it. Just have a good time. So everybody just come have a good time with. Yeah, it. I like that. And hopefully, somebody will bring some deviled eggs. Oh, they better. Deviled eggs is a staple. Some deep fried deviled eggs. Ooh, I've never had that. Oh, I had some of those last week for the first time. Deep fried deviled yeah. eggs. If you haven't tried them yet, go down to the Blacksmith downtown. They have a limited uh, okay. time menu, and one of the appetizers is deep fried deviled eggs. Okay, so while we're talking about food, I have a thing. 
Okay. And it's been a, it's been bothering me more and more lately. We have a ton of burger joints in our area. Yes, I and like I haven't been to half of them. So I'm, we're a burger capital for some reason. I thought we were barbecue. We are the restaurant capital of the world. No doubt. We have more restaurants per capita than anywhere else in the United States. And I don't think there's a one of them that serves sweet pickles on their hamburger buns, on their hamburgers. You know what? I don't know that they do. How much better would a hamburger be with sweet pickles versus dill pickles? I like the dill pickle. See, I'm a fan of dill pickles. I'm, but I, I prefer the dill over the, the sweet, sweet pickle. Somebody needs to put a sweet pickle then on Then again, there. I don't discriminate against pickles. Yeah. I, I could, yeah, exactly. I could get down with either one. So, I mean, me, me too, but we need a sweet pickle on a hamburger. So Somebody get on that. <laughs> Give us something a little different. Always need, always need something a little spicy. So it, here we go. Hey, for the potluck, somebody bring hamburgers with sweet pickles, sweet pickles. <laughs> or just bring some sweet pickles. Yeah, homemade sweet pickles are the best. Mother's Day is coming up. Mother's Day is the next Sunday, the fourteenth. Yeah, you've so, been warned. You've been warned, everybody. And husbands, sons, yeah, <laughs> daughters, daughters, everybody that has a mother, <laughs> yeah, which is most of you, yeah. So don't forget Mother's Day is coming up, and we're gonna have some special little surprises for mom at the worship services that day. Yeah. Is what we heard the other day. So yeah, that's gonna be good. And then quickly approaching the first weekend in June is the youth musical firm foundation yes practices are well underway yeah everybody's learning their lines learning their dances and their songs and all that fun stuff so it is happening quickly yes (laughs) it is happening too fast i need things to slow down a little bit and i think a while ago we we got to record something because we were just staring at the wall. It's just the post-April stupor. I know, man. I don't know what, why we did this to ourselves this year. <laughs> I don't remember last year being this crazy, but it, I feel like we've decided to put everything into the month of April this year. Twice in my times here at Northside, do I remember other months. So this Once it was in October and once it was a March, mm. and we just decided to try to kill ourselves that yeah. year. It's <laughs> like, how much can you get into one month? Exactly. And this year it was April, and it's been a while since we've done that. So remind the two of us next year yeah. to take to, it easy on April. <laughs> yeah, to have more realistic expectations of what we can do. <laughs> really? So, yeah, so it's been a, a whale of an April. and But it's been good, though. And we're sitting here talking about youth I, musical yeah. and vacation Bible school. We'll be right on the heels of that. Yeah. So I got my preaching behind me. So, like, yes, that feels like a, a weight off of my shoulders. <laughs> yes, you did great. Did great. So I've been noticing everybody's been wearing their bison horns and not their cow horns. It's good. You know, they're running <laughs> headlong into the, the into the walls. Of life. <laughs> <laughs> into the walls. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty funny. Well, thanks for podcasting with me, Glenn. And thanks to everyone out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. And that's what's happening at Northside Now.